0: Thank you for listening to the Renovate Life Church of God's broadcast. Here's today's message from our pastor, James Dimmel. Come on with me today. Pastor, I'm not sure about all that. Psalms 8 and 3 says, When I consider the heavens, the work of thy fingers, the moon and the stars which thou hast ordained, what is man that thou shalt be mindful of him, the son of man that thou visitest him? For thou hast made him a little lower than the angels and hast crowned him with the glory of honor. Thou madest him to have dominion over the works of thy hands and thou hast put all things under his feet. God did that for you when he gave you this earth. Amen? So follow me here. We've talked a lot about it but I want to give it to you in the brass tacks of things. God comes to earth Which is now Satan's home. God walks into this dark garbage dump. And says let there be light. Well Satan is dazed and confused. God speaks out loud. Let us make man in our own image. You don't think Satan heard that? Absolutely he did. Because I can promise you when God said let there be light. He was standing there wondering what was going on. He said, let's make man in our own image. And so that was when the battle started. That was the time of the conflict. Why would God say, let's make man in our own image? Because he made the angels in his image. Then he said, man will have dominion over this earth. He will rule over the animals. What he's saying to Satan is man will rule in spite of the fact that you live here. Man will rule. And so Satan, he, he doesn't want anything to take what he has. So the Bible says that, that, that he comes in and he begins to talk to Eve. He says, you can eat of the tree. You, you, surely, you won't surely die. And she takes part. And so Adam and Eve, the very second parts of creation that God had failed. But do you know what we're doing with the blood of Jesus Christ when He died on the cross? We are taking it back. You get to take it back today. You're a lesser being. You're lower than the angels. You don't have all the ability. You don't have all the talent. I know a lot of us think we do. But I want you to understand. You have the ability that God gave you. And it's enough as long as you trust in Him. Do you trust Him today? Satan wants the earth back. Revelations 12, 10, the end of the verse says, For he's the accuser accuser of the brethren, and he's cast down, which accused him before our God day and night. He's after you. Because just in case that you've fallen asleep while I'm talking, you are in a war. You're in a conflict. You're in a spiritual battle. A lot of times you cannot see it. But it's there every moment that you breathe. The accuser, the Greek word... His word, Kathgoros, means to come against one in the assembly, the complaint, the complainant at law, to come against one in the assembly. He assembles before the Lord every day because the Bible says that every angel has to meet God every morning. And he accuses you, he says, This person's not good enough. They they've done this wrong and that wrong, and he's got a list of offenses. Do you know why? Because he's there to get, get you off track. He's there to derail your train. He's there every day. And so then he takes these ac, ac, accusations to God and he says, here they are. That doesn't deter God. Satan brought everything that I did wrong to God, and it didn't change his mind. Are you hearing what I'm saying? I don't listen. I don't know about you today. I, I don't know what Lisa did last night. I I, I don't know what Andy did. I, Don, I don't know what you did last night. Maybe you guys were the the most putrid things that God has ever known. But here's what I do know: it doesn't matter whether I know them or not because Satan has accusations against you. But God stands in the gap for you. Why? Because He loved you more than anybody on this earth. He sent His Son to die for you so that you might have. Eternal life, let there be light, that's always he said. In order to take this world back, a man had to take it back. And so it's funny to me that Jesus became man. And the Bible says he dwelt among us because he's taken it back. 1 Peter 1.12 Unto whom it was revealed that not unto themselves but unto us they did minister the things which are now reported unto you by them that have preached the gospel unto you with the Holy Ghost. Set down from heaven which things the angels desire to look into. The angels envy what you have. Why? Because you have relationship with God. Do you have relationship with Him today? You ever been in a struggle and didn't know which way was up and, and you were called and you were begging God to help you and all of a sudden in the midst of the darkness show, shines a light and you know it was the Lord. I'm telling you, I've been there today. The reason that I serve Him is because I've been there. I've been in the darkest muck where there was no light and all of a sudden shows the lily of the valley. He's the bright and morning star. The Bible says He's my buckler. He's my defender. He's my strength. He's my refuge. Don't you have a refuge today i need a refuge because i'm broken i'm less than i'm messed up however i serve a god that is great big when you got a problem that you can't go over and you can't go under you can't go around it oh my god shows up and he is the lamb of god that lighteth this world (laughs) hallelujah So if you put the pieces together, Lord, help us today. We see that God had the same situation with Lucifer that he did with Adam. It's as if I'm, uh, to be honest with you, I'm seeing this for the very first time in my ministry. Let, Let me give you an understanding. Lucifer was created perfect. A perfect being with choice. And the Bible says Adam was created. A perfect being with choice. We find out in Genesis chapter 3, 3. But of the fruits of the tree. It was in the midst of the garden. God has said you shall not eat of it. Neither shall you touch it. Lest you die. God plants this tree in the garden. So that everything that is parallel can be even. Because Lucifer can't have a hand up on us. And we can't have a hand up on him. What the point is. Is that we have got to serve God. God. So Adam got the same parameters as Satan did in this conflict. But it goes deeper than that. Adam placed his place of rest, the Bible tells us, was Eden. Now watch. In Ezekiel 28, the Bible calls Lucifer's place of rest Eden. Adam was the overseer of God's creation on earth. He named all of the plants, animals, trees, The Bible says that Lucifer was God's man for his angels in heaven. He was overseer of the angelic creation. Lucifer had direct access from God. In Ezekiel 38, it says that he walked in the halls of the mountain of God. Adam had direct access to God. He walked with God in the cool of the day. It's an exact parallel. Don't you see it? Lord help us. As we find this understanding of the fallen and the elect. Again we find a parallel. One third of the angels fell with Satan. We don't know how many multiple humans have denied God. And then there are the elect. That's you and I. That's the people that said, God, you're my number one. No matter what I do, I'm going to serve you. I'm going to be directed by you. I'm going to live for you. I don't care. Now listen to me, because this is a hard statement. I don't care what has happened in my life. I don't care what's going to happen in my life. I'm going to serve you. You know why that you got to make that statement. You know why you got to count the cost is because there's going to come things against you that you never thought were going to happen. Well, that can't happen to me. Yes, it can. But when you count the cost, it's all about God in your life. He's number one. He's holy. He's righteous. He's wonderful. And I'm going to serve him. Because he created you with what? The light of his majesty. But what I want you to understand today is even though these are paralleled, and I can give you many more. There's a war being waged in the spiritual with the accuser of the brethren. But the war that we face in the physical has nothing to do with you. I I, I want to say that again. The war that we face in the physical has nothing to do with you. It's between God and Satan. This man named Lucifer. But there's another question. And I I have to be honest with you. I really don't fully have the answer. If God is greater than Satan, pastor. Why doesn't he just end this craziness? I don't really know but I know this let let, let me I heard this old preacher say this one time and I never forgot let me ask you a question is everybody willing to answer a question what is the opposite of up what is the opposite of right wrong there was a lot of you that said left I didn't I wasn't prepared for that What is the opposite of good? Watch this. What is the opposite of God? No. God has no opposite. See, the truth is that that we can't even put the name of Satan in the same sentence as God. I'm going to give you an example for all of you that have like totally missed the whole message. There are some of us that happen to be Ohio State Buckeyes fans. Now, I'm proud to be a worthless nut. But there is this particular team up north that we do not say their name. Do you know why? They're not worthy. And so now that you begin to understand the reason that we don't put Satan's name in the same sentence as as Jesus Christ is because he's not worthy. We tend to think that God should take his seat right next to Satan, but I want you to understand today he is the one and only king. The Bible says that he has conquered all kingdoms. Listen, I don't care what's happening in your life. I'm not here to be a dramatic preacher. I want your life to be changed. When you go out of this place, I want you to tell people about about Jesus Christ he has no opposite he's the king of kings and the lord of glory and we better start acting like it now if I can preach like Cyclops you guys can start coming to church I want to give you this understanding because God sent the greatest gift heaven had to offer For us. You can come to the piano. I want to tell you a story today. The Bible tells of this little shepherd boy. I want you to picture him, so I'm going to paint you a picture. This little shepherd boy, the Bible calls him Ruddy, and when I see him, I see a little skinny fella... Pasty white with freckles on his face. I see him with bright red hair and having a mottlet. The Bible says that he took care of his father's sheep. And one day, the Bible tells us that he went and met with his father. And his father said, I want a report of my sons from the battle. I want you to go and I want you to find what, what's, find out what's going on. And so he gave him meat, cheese, and bread. That's a pizza. So he loaded him up with 16, 18-inch pizzas to feed his children. He, he went off this man named David. The Bible says that he got to the top of the mountain right at the time that Goliath was standing in the valley. And he looked over and all of God's people were hunkered down. Because of this warrior, this champion, this Goliath of Gath. He was an undefeated champion. He was, David was outnumbered. David wasn't, he wasn't a fighter, he was a farmer. And so the Bible says that that David began to stand there, watching, peering down on what Goliath had to say. And destiny rose up in his belly. It was God's timing. The Bible says that he went and he said, who is this? He's talking to his brothers after he's a pizza delivery guy. He said, who is this uncircumcised Philistine that defies the Lord our God? And what you have to understand is the armies of God were hunkered down, scared to death. And they said, David, shut up. Who are you? You don't know anything. You're a little shepherd boy. You pimply faced, goofy looking thing, get back to the sheep. And he said, Oh no. And so he persisted. He kept on and kept on and kept on. And his brothers said, Don't do it, David, don't do it. But they took him before the king, King Saul. The Bible says that as they took him before King Saul, that Saul was broken. His ministry had been taken from him. But the Bible says that Saul tried to put all of his armor on David. And I truly believe as I read that story, it was so that people thought that Saul was out there facing Goliath. And so David said, I I can't even move in this stuff. Now listen to what David the lesser says. He says, I killed a bear because it came against my father's sheep. And I killed the lion because it came against my father's sheep. And God has given me the ability to take this uncircumcised champion, this warrior, into my hands. It's one of my favorite stories in the Bible. Because I see myself as lesser. We know the story. Everybody in here knows the story. He went down to the brook and he picked out five smooth stones. How long do you think it took him? you ever thought of that how long did it take him you you ever been to the river I'm a rock skipper listen I did not want to be in my house playing video games when I was a kid I wanted to explore the terrain I would go out and get in the creek and I would play for hours but you ever been in the creek come on I know there's a couple hillbillies in the house The smooth rocks that fly straight aren't that many. The Bible says that David took five. So he was down there a while. What do you think he was doing while he was down there? Well, I don't need this rock. I don't need that rock. I needed some of that cheese pizza I gave my brothers. There ain't no way in this world. He had knelt down before God. And I, I can see it. It doesn't say it in the Bible. But I can see it, Lord You know, David made the transfer. You know, God, that I don't have the experience that Goliath does. I don't have the training that he does. And so, God, I'm giving this all to you because if they kill me, they're going to know that the God... of Isaac and Jacob they're going to know that he's not powerful but the Bible says instead that he ran with everything that he was when he got up from that prayer I'm sure it was a prayer and he ran with everything that he was and he put the stone in the sling and he began to call out the name of God and the Bible says that God grabbed that stone ripped it right out of the air and he put it Right in the only place that could have killed Goliath. It is written in history. It's not just Bible. It is told in the history books for us. Why we can't understand this great big God that takes care of us even though we're the lesser. I don't know. But you can't get caught up in feeling like that you're better than everybody. You can't get caught up in thinking I've got this Christian thing down. See, if David would have went out there thinking, I'm going to kill this giant. I'm going to rock his world. I'm going to tear him up. Then David would have probably went down. But the heart of David was different because he had destiny in his belly. I'm here to declare to you today that you have got destiny in your belly. And you're fighting a conflict. You're fighting a war. And there's a lot of destiny in the church. Right now as I stand. But are you willing. To give that to the Lord. Because if you don't give it to God. If you can't just say God here it is for me. Here it is for my life. Here here it is for my family. I'm giving what I have. It's not much. But I'm giving it to you. Then your life is going to be wrecked. Your life is going to be broken. And you're not going to know why. It's because we wrestle In the spiritual, it's another dimension. Pastor, I need God's help today. Well, guess what? That's the person I'm talking to. And so as they sing, I'm going to have you stand. I want you to listen. And then I want you to come pray. Give me two more minutes of your time. When I was studying for this group of messages, I ran across an article that we now know to be the Six-Day War. I believe it was 1967. And what happened was, all of the nations of this world, or the, or the eastern nations, Nations were coming against Israel. Israel is the size of Rhode Island. I mean, if you can picture it and see it on a map, there's not that much territory there. But all of these nations had encamped around Israel and they were going to take Israel out. And one, and within six days, all of those armies had been defeated. They had been dispatched and they had sent them packing. And, 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 and there was a news anchor that asked one of the Israeli generals a question. He said, we want to know how a city the size of Rhode Island took out all of these great armies of the earth. How did you send them back and what was your strategy? The Israeli general just had a little smirk. And he said, sir, I don't think you understand the story of David and Goliath. Do you know that the Israeli people tell their children and they they breed it in them? That means they tell them from a very small age. You can't fail. There's nothing that can get you down. There's nothing that can break you because God is on your side. Now God is on their side, but they don't even believe in Jesus Christ. So if God will take his people that don't believe in him... And He'll send the armies of this world packing. What do you think He will do for you who believes and trusts in Him? Thank you for joining us today. If this message has uplifted you, we would love to hear your story. Go to www.renovatelifecog.com and click Contact. Your testimonies are a blessing to us throughout the week. Renovate Life is a place of healing for the lost, the broken, the weak, weary and stray.